Hi, my name is Steven. Hi, I'm April. This is the Three Pi Squared ABA Business Leaders Podcast, where we discuss topics on how to create and grow an ethical and sustainable ABA practice. Together, Stephen and I owned a seven-figure ABA practice that provided both clinic and in-home services. 3Pi Squared has helped over 900 ABA practices start up and expand with our comprehensive products and services geared specifically to ABA. Now, let's get to the podcast. Hello, everyone. Today, Hello. we have Rachel Evans and Shannon Wright with us today. There are our guest. Um, this is our first ever uh, new business owners yes. panel podcast. Yes. What a, both. Both. It is a panel <laughs> and it is a podcast. Um, Shannon and Rachel are both um, new ABA business owners. So we thought we would have them on today to chat about all the things about being a new business owner, yeah, having just- a new business pain points, what you wish you could have done earlier or different, you know, and just talk about, yeah, what it's like. I know a lot of BCBAs, I mean, I talk to a lot of BCBAs and they want to start a practice. And I think that as we get into this conversation, we'll realize it's it's not (laughs) an easy thing. And you kind of got to shift and pivot a lot. And so uh, this is really good for people that are thinking about starting their business. And Maybe they'll change their mind and say, you know what, I'm going to keep on bcba uh, because we need BCBAs too. Not everyone can be a business owner and that's right. okay. So, And we do have podcasts from, we have- last month. Yeah, it's not that long ago. We yep. did like, you know, a couple yep. on, um, are you are you sure you want to start? Like, yep. should I start a company? And then, okay, I decided <laughs> to start, now what? So, but yeah, so let's get started. Um, uh, Shannon, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? All right. Um, so I am located in Memphis, Tennessee. I just recently moved about a couple years ago. I'm originally from Indianapolis, Indiana. And I came down here uh, with my husband and my kiddos. I have two. Um, I've been married for about four years. Um, and we came down here just to be closer to his family. Um, it's the first time I've ever relocated. So it's definitely been an experience. It's been good, but just learning a new city, um, just getting acclimated to the field from a different state is definitely different as well. Sure. Um, so um, just doing that. So that's just been um, my journey thus far. Um, the name of my business is Behavior Focused Solutions. Um, and I actually created it a long time ago, <laughs> but it's definitely been consistently flowing for the past year. <laughs> oh, great. Yeah, we know what transitions are like moving to a new place. And so for sure. Well, thank you for joining us, Shannon. Well, uh, Rachel, how about tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, sure. So I am Rachel Evans, and I live in Winchester, Virginia, Um, but I grew up in Northern Virginia. We just moved out to the Shenandoah Valley, and my business is Old Town ABA, and we specialize in behavior consultation services under the Virginia Developmental Disabilities Waiver, Um, so Mm -hmm. it's not really typical in-home ABA services as you might be used to, and I've done a little bit of market research in my time as a BCPA to know that I wanted to take my company in a different direction, serve 
a different community and make kind of a sustainable model between hybrid, like keeping it hybrid between telehealth and in-person for my BCBAs. But yeah, I've been in business for two years and the company has grown to have six BCBAs um, covering all of the state of Virginia. So it's been really, really enjoyable. Oh, that's excellent. Yeah. You're like, we were neighbors not yes, that long yeah, ago. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah, we moved here from Bristow, Virginia. Yeah, our, Bristow. Our, our company was in Manassas. So yeah. yeah, we were really, really close there. That's awesome. Yeah. So I guess, and that's really cool. I like how we have like a, a variety because it, it's really interesting. I like uh, Rachel that you're not doing like the traditional um, ABA model. And so that can kind of like opens up the, the floor to talk about, you know, that there are different ways of, right. of serving <clears throat> uh, the population that we work with and, and different ways of doing it. Um, and uh, because, you know, we either think in-home or clinic direct one-on-one -on -one services. And that's really what we think of right when we think of um our services <clears throat> so really thanks for your um for your um variety that you're offering <laughs> us today so i guess first is when we're looking at you guys being in like within one year and two years of starting or of you know operating your business what's been the most challenging thing that you did not even think about like so like, what's the thing that you didn't even think about? It wasn't even on your radar. You didn't even plan for it. You didn't even think about it being an issue, but it turned out being a challenging issue. Did, was there anything like that for the two of you that um, that came up? Um, yeah, I'll go first. Um, so I'll say that insurance, I felt like I was pretty knowledgeable in insurance. Um, I was a clinical director for a little while, um, had some experience with that. So I thought I was pretty comfortable with that. But it's amazing what the billing um, or insurance team can do when you work for a large corporation versus working for yourself. I could have not anticipated the amount of hours I spend on hold talking to the insurance companies talking about the claims or um, <laughs> just any kind of simple, simplistic mistake that goes wrong that takes forever to fix, whether it's on your end or their end. Um, so that's been definitely um, something that I'm navigating that I've learned to navigate, um, but I've also learned to take advantage of their training. They offer a lot of training that I don't always think everybody takes advantage of. I'm a research nerd, so I will definitely participate in all the training that they um, produce um, any manuals, anything like that. So I'll do that. Um, and I would say, secondly, the biggest thing that I just didn't even understand or even probably comprehend was the um, payroll mm. side of it. Um, I think that is something that took me off guard and I just really wasn't as knowledgeable as I wish I would have been um, prior to that. Yeah, those are definitely challenges yeah. and can be unexpected. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So how about you, Rachel? What unexpected challenges have you had in your couple of years in business? <laughs> yeah. So as I said before, I did a little bit of my market research as far as like, I did a little bit of in-home ABA and dealt with insurance and quickly was like, wait, no, no. <laughs> um, Run. So, you know, I've actually resolved a lot of problems I had in the beginning firsthand and ironed it out to figure out my best model now. I'm happy about that. But I think one of 
the bigger challenges in behavioral consultation, as far as the service goes, is holding parents or group homes or day program service providers accountable for um, implementing the behavior service plan or taking data. Um, so it's really our job to bridge the gap between the team and be an engaging, supportive role. So as my role as a business owner, I've taken a lot of like time to mentor the BCBAs. So I guess a part that I didn't see before was how much mentorship and, um, you know, taking care of the team it, it takes to make sure your business is running really smoothly and, um, yeah, that everybody is doing their best to implement. Yeah. 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 That can also be a time-consuming challenge. So do you have any BCBAs under you, Shannon, or are you kind of a one-man show at this point? Yes. So I have one RBT, a social media manager, and myself. Okay. So I started off doing private pay. <laughs> I did that for a while. And I also do, and I started off doing consultations. Um, so I did that and that just kind of helped grew um, my name, my business, my name out there. And then after um, a little while, I decided to, um, I kept getting so many opportunities to do the in. Um, to, to do insurance. And so I decided to go ahead and expand that. But I definitely have a mixture of keeping a balance of how many cases I take versus consultations. Um, and I also do school trainings um, as well in Mississippi. So um, I just kind of like having a mixture. Um, mm -hmm. So yeah, so no, but right now that's just that's just it right now. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That's good. It, it's nice to have a variety too, like, especially when you're the, the main BCBA to be able to have like the consultation as well. And, you know, because you're not bogged down with, you know, full-time client, you know, so that's good. Cal Medical Billing is comprised of experienced medical billers and coders who specialize in ABA billing. Founded by a team of professionals who have worked as staff billers for multiple agencies, CalMed strives to provide a level of service and communication that feels like your own in-house team, without the costs and worries that come with having employees. They offer billing and credentialing services with no term contracts and have served ABA clients across multiple states for nearly a decade. Call 213-277-7999 or visit their website at www.calmedbilling.org to set up a free consultation. Well, so with Rachel, with your, um, like having your team of BCBAs and like offering that support with them, what would be like one of the things that, I don't know, that you have learned in that process or, you know, any procedures or anything that you've put in place to kind of help to, to support that team as you're like managing a group of BCBAs? I guess there's a lot of elements to it because we operate in a way that's like part-time grow to full-time. I don't offer like a full-time caseload off the bat. I don't put any pressure as far as meeting billable hours. So that relieves pressure off of them um, because you can't always sustain a certain amount of hours per week per client because of whatever happens in life. That relieves stress. It also relieves stress that they don't have to have a certain amount of clients. Like I don't have a minimum of like 10 clients. And then with the mentorship part, I think I just lead with, you know, high quality respect for the BCBAs. I want to 
I want to grow their passion for ABA and wherever that may take them, you know, act, OBM, working with dogs, you know, I just want to support them in, in however they want to grow. It doesn't have to be like at Old Town ABA, you know. I offer a lot of resources and personalized PowerPoints that I share with them to use in their consultative appointments. I host a quarterly meeting, so it's four times a year, paid at their hourly rate. Some companies pay an admin rate for those appointments. Um, I don't. So I think it's just leading with leading with taking care of the BCBAs so that they can do their best job with the clients. And I just trust them completely with the clients. You know, if they're taken care of, then the clients are taken care of. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Thanks for sharing. So a lot of times we talk about celebrating the wins, right? Like, um, you know, the little, the as, as small as they may be, um, you know, we talk about how, you know, building your business and being in a helping profession and dealing with, you know, not all of us provide services for the autism population, but large majority mm -hmm. of our clients do, yeah. of our listeners do. Yeah. And so then you have that spectrum where there's so many differences across the board and you could have different, you know, variety of age from like infancy to adulthood. And so there's a lot of variety. And when you're looking at such a big picture and within growing a business within that type of community, it's super important to celebrate those those victories, you know, those, no matter how small they are. And sometimes it's important to celebrate the small wins more uh, frequently, especially in the beginning to keep it going. So what's what's something that you guys have, you know, what are your wins? What, what awesome things have happened? They don't have to be little, they could be big. So yeah, share some of your wins uh, over the last year or two. Um, I'll say one of the biggest wins I will say, um, is gaining more confidence. Um, gaining more confidence has been awesome. It has allowed me to reach out and connect with people that I never would have. Um, I feel um, within this year, um, I took more bolder steps into reaching out to people via online. Um, I actually, this is how I learned about, um, you guys was through, um, I consider her my mentor. She's been very helpful. Mallory. Yeah. yeah so she, um, can, I, it was just literally, I just reached out to her. Um, I just saw a couple of posts that she made and she literally just started meeting with me. Um, just, um, so I giving me extra guidance on different things that I have questions about. So I think that has been a good win and also just meeting people along the way that were similar in that capacity. So that was um, really big. Um, and then I think, Probably um, one of my, I would say a big win was when I started getting paid for the service <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> that I was doing. Um, I did a, a lot of free work to get mm -hmm. myself out there to accelerate things, to build relationships. So um, the minute that um, people started to decline me offering to doing free training or free supervision in exchange for different things, you know, just trying to support just different ways I think that was also like a, a small victory. It's like, okay, it, it's growing, it's developing, it's expanding. So that was um, helpful. Wonderful. Um, so for me, I think as a business owner, you sometimes feel like, am I doing the right thing owning my own business? And that might come across your mind on the daily. Like, 
wouldn't it just be easier if I had a full-time job with someone else? (laughs) So it's really neat that even when that crosses my mind, I know I'm doing the right thing and I, and I'm excited to work every day. Mm -hmm. So I think that's a big piece of advice for people that want to start a business. It's like, you need to make it where you're happy and excited to wake up every day. And when you, you have to keep yourself in check as your business goes on, you know, it it may be tough, but if you're doing all the right things and doing it, that serves like your values, you're good. Yeah. I'll add on to that. I think that was another thing too, that was really um, interesting that I learned is, you know, when you're creating your own business, you're making it the way that you want. So there's no room for me to do anything that I don't want to do. Otherwise, I would just work for a company, right? But the fact that I'm creating this organic thing, I want it to really reflect of, you know, my passions, my desires, and what I feel like I can really bring to the families. And so that's, I, I won't accept anything that I'm just not comfortable with. That's just not going to bring me joy. Yeah, that's that's funny because there was I was working with someone, it's probably six months ago or more, but they were starting a business really small. <clears throat> and I was like, let's just do it at your pace. And she was like, well, there's an opportunity for me to get some investors in. And I was like, eh, do you really want investors? Like, like, why did you start this in the first place? Do you want yeah. these people telling you what to do? Because they're going to want their money back, right? And so they're going to force you to do things that maybe you don't really want to do. And so it's really important, you know, your intention of what it is that you want and how you want to do it. So just a, a question for both of you is like, why in the world did you start your business? Like what, what was the reasoning behind that? And, and what was the intention of starting it? Okay. So I think that when I look about, look at my time as a BCBA, I know all the things I like about ABA and service implementation. Um, and there's elements of it that don't really suit my values. Um, so when I stepped away and made my, my company, I wanted to alleviate any of those stressors, anything that didn't serve my values, it must match to so many other people. And clearly looking on LinkedIn, Facebook, I'm, I'm right. (laughs) So um, my whole company is based in serving for the BCBA's life that they want and the rest is taken care of. You know, I know the clients will be um, supported programming will be person-centered, client-forward, you know, high level of ethical services. So yeah, starting my company, it's just all based in the modality that I wanted and the relationships I wanted to create amongst my team and uh, just fix all the problems that are out there. <laughs> um, for me, I've been in a field since 2012 and um, I've worked in all the settings. I've came across so many different um, opportunities, right? But I still found very similar problems at each one of those companies or agencies. And it just bothered me and it frustrated me. Um, And then eventually I just was like, you know what? I think I wanna just create something of my own. And with that, I'm very passionate about just growing it very organically um, the way that I see it. And I'm reminding myself that it's not a race, um, that it's a marathon and not a sprint. And there's so many opportunities that come about and people 
think of these things that, oh, you should do this or, you know, you get this opportunity. And it's just like, no, that just doesn't really fit or align with what I want to build and what I want to have to offer. And I think that what makes me passionate about what I love to do the most is connecting the provider and the families. I want a different type of dynamic and relationship that I didn't feel that I saw um, in the clinics. Most of my experience has been in the clinic, but I've worked in varieties of settings and none of those settings really replicated that dynamic that I feel is important for best outcomes for the clients. And so I really like to highlight um, that relationship and that dynamic to be able to support my families beyond the services that I offer. And so it's really important for me to connect my family. So I go out of my way to make sure that I'm like a liaison to um, to my families for other resources that are also going to complement the outcomes that they need um, beyond um, my services. That's my why. <laughs> awesome. Thank you. Yeah, that's that's really beautiful. It's so it's so nice to hear. Yeah, nice. I, I just love the direction that both of you guys are going and your intention behind it. It's just like it's it's great. <laughs> Did you have? You look like you were about to ask a no, question. No, go ahead. I was gonna leave this question to the end, but I think I'm gonna go ahead and ask it now because it might lead to other questions. And if I leave it to the end, we won't have time for that. At Element RCM, our vision is a childhood for every child. And our mission is to strengthen all who improve the lives of children. How do we do that? Through our billing and insurance expertise that we've gained with our founding team's 20 plus years of expertise in the ABA field. We have a singular value proposition to improve your cash collection rate and velocity. We understand you because we've lived it. It's hard to battle with insurance companies. At Element, we work with all size providers from single BCBA startups to multi-state large organizations. What's our advantage? We're a billing and insurance company built by ABA owners for ABA owners. Make more money, gain more time, worry less. We help you with your core ABA business so you can do what you love. Find us online at www.elementrcm.ai. If you could give a new BCBA business owner, let's say someone who's like, they've decided to start, they are starting, they're like in their first, I don't know, three to six months or something, right? They're in the baby, the mm -hmm. very beginning mm -hmm. part of it. If you could give them any advice, what would you give them? Well, that it won't all come to fruition at the very beginning. What you start with might not be what you end with. It's a journey in figuring out what you like still. That's a great point. That That's, that's a really good point yeah. because, you know, when you start out, you have mm -hmm. like, sometimes you have this idea and you know where you want to get, but maybe the path of getting there is completely different than you ever could imagine. And so yeah. it's, it's like so important to to know that it's okay to change your mind and it's okay to shift and, you know, reevaluate your goals and even your intention. And, you know, so for sure, that's, that's definitely a good one, Rachel. Um, I would say the best piece of advice that I felt was really impactful is finding a community, mm -hmm. finding a community of people who are on the same journey as you, or even further ahead, <clears throat> finding mentorship um, is important even though it's difficult to find. But um, once you do find it, um, hold on to it and, and be a student and learn. Um, and also be comfortable in the pace. Mm -hmm. um, I, I can't express that enough. I, I've met so many owners and business owners that supersede my years uh, of my one year. 
And one of the things is just the, the amount of pressure and pace that they put on themselves and put themselves in situations to just to hurry up and have this building or brick and mortar or it's just not a race. It's just, just I, I just would just really advise to take your time to be at your own pace, to celebrate every three months of where you started and where you're at. I don't care if you have one client, one, I mean, whatever it is, you, you celebrate it and be excited about it because guess what? You didn't have that before and now you do. So. Yeah, that's great. I, I love it. <laughs> um, I think it's really, it's really funny because you talk about community and, you know, we talked about values and it's always so interesting to see who shows up together, right? It's like, you know, that like, like-minded people, mm-hmm. um, find, find, the, find each, each other, other, you know? And so, you know, of course, within, um, three by squared and the business leaders group and everything, like we've so many interesting individuals at all different stages of their comp- you know, business, mm-hmm. whether they're still trying to figure out whether to start, or they've been in business for 20 years and, you know, they're wanting to reevaluate and shift things and grow things. But it's just so cool how that it kind of comes down to, you know, us sitting here and it's, it seems like we're, we're all very like, like-minded, similar values. And so it's really cool to see that within our field. Cause I think that's a, it's such an important, important place to be as, as our field grows and changes, um, outside of the very, I don't want to say narrow-minded, that's what, maybe that's not the right word I'm looking for, but a very cookie cutter, very, this is how you do it. And maybe not even knowing why you're doing it that way. Um, and so I think it's, I think I just love that you guys both have come at this with, you know, from different perspectives, but very similar in the sense that there's like real intentionality there of doing it in your way and what you see, what matches with your values and your community and the needs of who you want to serve. And so that's, that's really, that's really exciting to see that. I'm curious to know, like, in your journey right now, what is your biggest struggle? What, where are you? Where's your pain point right now? Like, I hear insurance, I, you know, things like that. Um, pay, you know, pay and so. But um, so if you want to go into that stuff in more detail to whatever level you're comfortable with, or if there's something else out there. So what's, what's your biggest headache right now? What's I'm trying to think what feels like a like a nice yeah, exactly <laughs> what's the thing that makes you want to turn around and run away for her? <laughs> yeah some of it is familial complaints on like uh the bcba came to these conclusions in the first observation and i'm like well it's the initial observation i don't think she came to any conclusions so i mean it's like you know you have struggles with the client sure Um, and then some with holding, you you have all different staff, right? And they're all different personalities, different level of like work that they do. Some are more leisure. Some are more like, I'm going to get it today. Um, so it's like holding staff to accountability for what you're looking for, not necessarily comparing to other staff, but um, addressing issues if there's um, maybe someone not holding up to par. That can definitely be challenging. For me, my biggest headache um, right now is insurance. Mm-hmm. Just um, not in a sense of, um, it's just a, a different capacity of just learning 
um, how they um, operate on certain circumstances, right? Um, so I would say that, and then also expanding. So I'm currently hiring more RBTs. I also feel very um, passionate about having internships uh, for the trainees. So I make space and autonomy and time for that, which is very time consuming, but I'm very dedicated to doing that and continuing to grow that. That has been a little bit of a challenge um, as I'm starting to get um, quite a few of those interests and which is great, right? Maybe they could, you know, stay and they can like share insight and things like that. But um, sometimes it just doesn't always um, align with what you have available Mm -hmm. and what they're looking for. So I would say those are probably like my biggest thorns. Question. So because starting your own business, you're you're the person, right? So you're the face of it. The the, the clients are going to reach out to you, nobody else. And mm-hmm. it, it, employee issues, as you mentioned, insurance, uh, insurance stores, uh, but insurance issues, payroll issues, like all, all of these things. How much time do you think you're dedicating to non-BCBA related mm-hmm. tasks, right? So just for Again, for BCBAs considering getting into this and starting their own pra- practice, like they need to know this. How much time, like, are you, are, like, how much of your time are is dedicated to non, you know, clinical. supervision? Yeah, clinical. Yeah, yeah. clinical versus non clinical. Yeah, yeah. My business will differ a little bit from an, a traditional in home model where your billing might be a lot more intensive than mine. But as far as backend stuff, you know, I'm on the phone with support coordinators or maybe I'm sending emails for like marketing. Um, I would say it's like pockets of time every day rather than like I'm sitting here for four hours. But the way I've designed my Monday through Friday is making pockets of time for authorizations, being at my desk, answering phone calls. My afternoons are normally for meetings that are like video or phone calls and billing is twice a month. takes me like a morning. So honestly, I designed my business model around what serves my values. So it's like having time for my family. I have two young kids in elementary. Well, I have one in elementary school that's in kindergarten, one that's in uh, preschool. So it's like making time for them, making time for like my health and all that. So like my time reflects all the values in my life. So I know that if I'm taken care of, my business is taken care of. So I've already carved out that time. So honestly, my advice for new business owners is try not to get, you know, overwhelmed with all the time spent on the back end. Try to carve out time for that and make time for the other things you find important too. Um, and if you find it fun, then that makes it all the better too. Like I find a lot of fun in marketing and reaching out on LinkedIn or sending emails or creating materials. I also have a lot of fun being on video or phone calls or, or meeting with other people. So there's not a lot of like, eh, in my back end, <laughs> and that, that's really purposeful, you know? Yeah. Um, for me, I would say that when I first started out, I wasn't as great about making a plan. And I spent a numerous amount of hours, I felt like trying to get it moving. Um, but once it started to move, then I was like, okay, let me slow down because I was getting pretty overwhelmed uh, with just referrals and contacts and meetings and the, just, I'm a very like organized, like Excel freak. So I make <laughs> all these sheets 
and you know it's just everything is just you know you know how bcbr bcbas are um <laughs> um we just have a task list for everything. So I think that I initially struggled with that at first. I would say probably uh, probably maybe like six months in, I started to make more of a schedule of admin time, um, whether that is me uh, waking up a couple of hours early in the morning before um, having any meetings or seeing any clients or anything like that to knock out some of it. Um, but I do leave uh, my weekends pretty free for my family, for the things I um, want to do. So I think that's pretty important to, I would encourage people to establish that early um, and not to wait um, to do that because you'll get burnt out. Um, and it's not because you're getting burnt out because you don't love it. You're getting burnt out because you're just tired. Um, so I would encourage new, new business owners to make that a priority. And also I would say prior, prioritizing things a couple things at a time. I learned very quickly trying to do five or six major things at once was just not <laughs> working <laughs> for me. Um, that level of multitasking did not um, lead to great products and I want that. So I started to narrow down to one or two big projects um, that I'm working on, whether that's a um, contract that I'm trying to establish, um, you know, just different ventures that I have beyond just um, traditional ABA. And I just take it a little slow and just continue to work on that. Clients who partner with Erica's Billing Services maximize their reimbursements while increasing overall profitability. Our team of experts is experienced in all areas of ABA billing and can help your office whether you're an existing practice or a new startup. We bill claims to the insurance company for services of ABA, speech therapy, and occupational therapy. We submit authorization for initial assessments, ongoing treatment, and routine visits. We like to help ease this burden on providers by offering benefit checks. We call to follow up on claims that are not paid, denied, or stuck in processing after 30 days to make sure these claims are worked until they are paid. We provide account receivable reports to help show providers exactly where their financials and claims stand each month. Find out more at ericasbillingservices.com. Yeah, like I said earlier, I mean, you guys are the right <laughs> two for this yeah. podcast today because that is such an important message. And you guys are kind of in the minority yeah. in that in that um yeah. mindset of, of prioritizing and and values i mean and, i don't know if we have any data on that but uh, i don't i mean you know, <laughs> but yeah i would say yes, my you're personal probably, observation yes. just yeah. from <laughs> the bcba business owners i've talked to over my time here with helping well, even us right and like even i me. can i can remember i, I did not have yet like um, i wish i could go back 10 years 12 years yeah. and like listen to you guys right now tell me that because <laughs> i did not that was the last yeah thing. i mean newborn baby and yes. we were down on saturday and sunday doing claims oh not right? even yeah like, i mean 24 I mean, 7 yeah. right and our son he was not like i was like i'll just wear him I'll just baby wear and I'll do the things. He he was not that kind of kid. Um, and he's don't put my arms where, you know, like it was the whole thing. Right. And so, you know, it was just working brand new business, brand new baby, you know, out of our house and um, feeling like we were in a race, yeah, feeling totally. like we yeah. had to get 
all the things yeah. done right now, like yesterday. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, it very um just activated nervous system. Yeah. <laughs> like it almost gives me like heart palpitations just thinking about yeah. where we were then versus where we are yeah. now just very like activated like constantly like where's the bear like there must be a, a big bear chasing me right now because yeah. that's what my body feels yeah. um and you know and in that as we grew and we grew really fast i say really fast in my perspective we grew, sure. we grew faster than i was comfortable with but i didn't even know that i wasn't comfortable with right. it until, until we were already better. there yeah. and, and um and the thing that I found fun was meeting the families. And so that was one of the big things that I did all of the intakes in the beginning. And I did intakes in person. And I wanted to meet the family and I wanted to meet the the children because most of our kids were early intervention, like probably eight and under our kids that we had that we served when we were a little um, were older were the ones that we had that had been with us since they were little. Um, And so really being able to meet them and and hearing their story and seeing the environment and just getting that gut feeling that goes along with you know when you meet families to kind of gauge how intensive um the needs just in general of the family and being able to gauge like the values and the the culture of the family that i had not put into words or put into a procedure yet it was just the thing i did and i just knew how to do and i didn't know how to teach others to do that yet um, and so as we grew, I, as I couldn't do that anymore, right. I, I really struggled and with a delegation of it, but I think it was more so in the fact of it was all going at such warp speed mm-hmm. that I didn't even have a chance to take a minute to figure out, okay, how can I define what I was doing? How can I teach my staff to do that? You know? And so it wasn't, it was always kind of, that, um, well, once this happens, then once we get this done, once we get over this hurdle, then things will be better. And then we'll have time for this other stuff. And you know what? It just that until the towards the end, I felt like we finally got, I finally got in a good place where I was able to slow down, but that wasn't eight years into it, yeah. maybe eight <clears throat> years. And then, and, and then right when I started to feel fine, that rhythm, the COVID hit and I was right <laughs> back in the crazy. Right. And I was like, ah, so no, I just, I say all of that to say that I just think it's, it's, um, it's, it's such a good it's such a good recommendation or yeah. such a good thing to have in mind that it's not a race and you get to set what your company yes. looks like in it. And, and going back, you know, both, both of you spoke about it already, but your intention, right? Yeah. Your values and why did, why have I started this in the first place? And, um, work-life yes, balance. Yeah, and, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. It's so important. And it's good to hear from both of you that this is doable in that way. Cause I think that a lot of people say, you know, if I don't grind for 80 hours a week for the next 15 years, I'm not going to do it, right? I, I won't be able to survive. So it's good to see that you all are surviving and you're not doing that. So that's yeah. great. So I think, so as we wrap up, um, I'm going to be respectful of your time. We have a few minutes left, but I'll just open it up to each of you. Um, if there's something that we missed that we didn't talk about that you want to mention or bring up or any last words for your um, fellow business uh, leaders out there, business owners. Um, yeah. Any, anything you want to say, want to add? I kind of want to touch on what you were saying about feeling excited about meeting the families and like doing the assessments. I don't think a business owner should ever lose touch of the tangible 
service that you're offering, you need to be in touch with what's going on mm-hmm. um, and, and be in it firsthand every so often. There's no success in a business leader that is so distant, you can't even talk to them. So again, I prioritize that, that I'm like always available. Um, as far as like, I'm a text away, a phone call away, mm-hmm. you know, I still see a client or I'm still engaged in the service. So I know where there's snags or I know what works well. Um, but yeah, I, I would say, do not be a business owner. That's just like an email contact. Like you don't even know what they look like, <laughs> you know, good advice. Yeah. I would say the thing that comes to mind would be, um, really just taking some time. I would say do some research. There's so many different ways to do this. Um, you don't have to follow the traditional path. Um, you can really create it any way that you really kind of want to. Um, and I think that it takes a little bit of research and you might not find a, a, a large group of people that are going to do it with you or familiar with it, but try it, connect, um, reach out to people. I just feel like that is just it's just a, a value that I just didn't even know existed. Even if I wasn't a business owner, I'm like, man, I should have been doing that just in general. <laughs> um, I just feel like that has really just been so impactful for me um, in my community. I just think that it has been really important to just connect and uh, reach out and collaborate. Um, I'm very big on connecting and collaborating with other agencies other smaller agencies to just kind of reestablish like we're not competition and that we can push things together um, to get change made. I'm very, very into, um, I attend our state council, um, autism councils that we have, the early intervention, like every government meeting that is out there, I am, I'm present, I'm knowledgeable. I'd like to be um, abreast on like legislative things, um, insurance things to really tackle and push Um, change. And so we just recently had um, some new um, legislation come through that's a little bit challenging and things like that. And just the fact that we are um, all getting together and reaching out to the government. Um, They heard our voice. Everybody was able to share it and um, submit their feedback. Just trying to push overall change. Um, I just think it's just important. So that's what I would say. Mm -hmm. That's amazing. That's definitely needed. So yeah, thank you for doing that. Thank you for being there and 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 um, supporting your community in that way, for sure. And if anyone wanted to collaborate with either one of you, yeah. um, would uh, how would they reach out to you, if you don't mind? Okay. <laughs> so um, yeah, I'm pretty active on LinkedIn. You can look me up um, just by my name, Rachel Evans, BCBA. Or our website is oldtownaba.com. You know, I'm pretty easy to reach. That's part of why people like to work with me. I answer the phone. So, um, you know, if you want to schedule a time, like a fun Friday to talk about business things, I'm open for that um, and open to any other, you know, engagements like this. Because I, I really like speaking on ABA business and growing in a way that's sustainable and kind of the new way ABA. Amazing. Yeah. Um, you can find me um, on our social media, focus underscore ABA. Um, my website, um, which is behaviorfocus.com. I'm on LinkedIn, um, just as Shannon Wright. Um, you can send me an email, which is behaviorfocus 
at yahoo.com. Um, any any format, I love collaborating and connecting um, with individuals. So feel free to um, shoot me an email or DM me uh, about ideas or things like that. I'm always open to talk and share what I know. Amazing. Awesome. Guys, I cannot thank you enough uh, for you. like yeah. joining us today. And for those of you guys listening, these ladies like showed up last minute. <laughs> We've been trying to get this panel together. And, and so we were like, grabbing up anyone who's interested so any other um new uh business owners who may be like in their first couple of years um and you want to join our next panel just um reach out to me and steven or yep. email info at three by square.com yeah and and we're gonna have multiple of these after we do some introductions and we'll start tackling some issues together yes. So yeah. thank you guys so much. Thank you again. Thank you for your time. And I look forward to working with you again soon. Thank you for listening to our podcast. Hopefully it was helpful. If you would like to gain access to this entire video and actually our entire library of videos, please join our ABA Business Leaders membership. You can find that at www.3piesquare.com. Mm-hmm.